0: In the dark. Hey, what's up? It's my Yang from Mix in the Dark. Welcome to another week of scary stories. I usually release an episode every Monday, but last week I was just a tad busy with student conferences, so I wasn't able to meet my deadline. So thanks for being so flexible with me. This week's episode features older stories from Thailand. And I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but there's just something about older stories that really creeps me out. I had a really hard time editing this set of stories, let alone trying to record it. So hopefully it was worth it. I want to mention that out of respect for the people who have sent stories to me so far, please do not go out trying to look for or identify the houses in any of the episodes. If you happen to know its location, that's awesome, but please don't go there. For one, that's just a really creepy thing to do, but more importantly, it is disrespectful and even dangerous toward the people living there. Mix in the Dark is not liable for your actions. There's a reason why people stay anonymous, so continue to respect that. With that said, although difficult but not impossible, do not try to find the locations of these stories in Thailand. This is a creepy set of stories. Please enjoy. This story is from my mom before she met my dad in Laos. My mom is an orphan. Her parents passed away when she was young. My grandpa was killed in a war. As for my grandma... Well, my mom never really told me what happened to her. My mom was raised with her cousins. They stayed with my grandma and my grandma's sister or my mom's aunt. One day, my grandma fell sick and passed away. Even though someone in your family passes, work doesn't stop. The family still had a garden that they needed to tend to. Following the next few days, the family all went to the garden to work. Their garden was not too far away from the house. One day, my mom's aunt told one of her daughters to come back to cook lunch for them. My aunt's daughter got to the house and did her usual cooking routines. Out of nowhere, she noticed a rotting stench coming from the house. She didn't think too much of it. The houses in Laos back then had an open loft or attic area where you could climb up to another level and store things there. As she was cooking, she noticed someone's leg suddenly dropped down from the loft's corner. The houses at this time did not have any electricity, so they relied on the stove and the door to give light. The legs happened to be sitting in a dark corner of the loft. It swung slowly back and forth, back and forth. She thought it was strange, but convinced herself that maybe mom or one of her sisters or brothers followed her back home to play a trick on her. A little annoyed, she took the stick that she was poking the fire with and whacked the pair of legs. The leg withdrew back into the loft. Huh, she said, that'll teach ya. She continued cooking rice in whatever food she was making for the family when she realized that the same pair of legs popped back out again, still swinging back and forth like the hit earlier had no effect. She got angry at this point and started cursing at whoever she thought was up there. Whoever was up there playing tricks was wasting time when they could be helping at the garden or helping her cook. She whacked the pair of legs again with her stick, this time a little harder. She whacked the leg so hard that the stick seemed to have chipped off a piece of meat and it rolled to the floor. Confused and a little worried that she might have injured someone, she quickly ran to the piece of flesh to take a look. Looking closely, she realized that it was a piece of rotting meat. That same smell of rotten meat came back. At that point, she realized what was going on she ran out the back door to the garden to tell her mom. The family came home to the house scared at what the daughter had told them. My mom's aunt went in first while the others waited a few feet away from the door, afraid at what my aunt would find. After a few minutes, she came back outside and said everything was all right. She explained that when she went inside, She didn't see tracks going up the ladder to the loft, but she saw tracks going out towards the door. She explained that it was probably grandma visiting because the left side footprints were missing the small toe. My grandma had a gardening accident before she passed and lost her small toe. Story 2 I don't want to say that most men in Thailand and Laos back then had reputations for being pimps and mac daddies, but that was kind of the trend back then. The guys could kidnap girls to become their wives or have multiple girls if they were rich. It kind of still happens today, unfortunately. Anyways, my uncle was what you would call a mac daddy. He was unmarried at the time and was visiting this one girl that had the reputation of being the most beautiful in the village. He stayed there the entire day trying to impress her. Finally, realizing that it was getting dark, he decided that he needed to head back home. Going from village to village was not easy, especially if you had to do it by foot. It usually took hours going through curved paths, that circled the mountains in Thailand. He had a long way back to his own village. There was now a twilight in the sky, and he was only halfway. He didn't have much time before the sun would disappear and the path home would be dark. There was this river with a primitive bridge to help people cross. By now, there was only a small amount of light left from the sun. When he got to the bridge, he noticed someone sitting about halfway on the bridge. As he got closer and closer, he realized it was a young girl, about his age, and she was sobbing loudly into the river. Being the kind of person that he is, he thought to himself, lucky me, there's a girl all alone here. He approached her, practicing lines in his head, trying to think of ways to talk to her and wondering why she was crying. He thought, perhaps her man just left her and how convenient of me to happen by. He saw that she was having a really difficult time breathing because of how hard she was sobbing. Her arms covered her face as she attempted to wipe away the tears. Poor girl. When he finally reached her, he asked her if everything was alright. There was no answer, so he tried again, asking why she was out in the middle of the mountains at this time of day. She just kept on sobbing. Once again, he asked her if she was okay and if she needed someone to walk her home. After he realized that she was not going to talk to him, he joked saying that a beautiful girl like her should not be crying. He tried to use his charm and sweet talk to her. After a few minutes of trying again, he admitted that This was not going anywhere, so he attempted to pry her hands from her face, telling her that he wanted to see her beautiful face. He grabbed both of her arms and tried to pull it from her face, and all the while he was still sweet talking to her. Her sobbing slowed, and he thought to himself, finally it's working. He pulled her wrist one last time to try and get it away from her face. He smiled down at her hands, a little proud of himself. Then he looked up to find that she had no face. She had no eyes, no nose, no mouth, no ears. Her skin was smooth where her face would have been. And this scared him. He jumped back, screaming and letting go of her hand. He was so terrified that he even peed on himself. Finally, he gathers the strength to get up to run past her on the bridge. As he ran home, he heard her voice crying and laughing at the same time. It was as if she was in his ears. When he finally reached home, it stopped. He threw his front door open, got in, and slammed it shut. He told his parents what happened. His dad slapped him on the head, lecturing him about his ways and for him to stop going out. That night, he got really sick. In the Hmong culture, when someone gets sick from events like this, we call the bong pli, or losing of the spirit. Basically, it means that he got so scared that it scared his spirit away. They had to perform a ritual called hupli, or calling back of the soul. According to the shaman that performed the ritual, the ghost he met was a girl who got killed by her husband. Her husband smashed her face in and decided to dump her in the river. From that day on, my uncle stopped going out. Story 3 This story is short. I remember living with my family in Thailand. I was only about 5 years old at the time. My grandma was a medicine lady who knew quite a bit of black magic. She wasn't exactly a shaman because shamans can see and go into another realm, but She was good at palm reading and reading the space, things like that. Because I don't know how to describe it, I just call it black magic. I remember I loved traveling with her from village to village. People often called upon her for help when they needed a reading done. These were like business trips. We would only go to one village per day since we could only walk there and it usually took hours. I often tagged along, not because I was interested in what she was doing, but more because I liked playing with the kids in the different villages. One day, my grandma and I went to a village that was further away than most that I can remember. It took us the entire morning to get there. After performing her duties, people often offered lunch for us and because we only packed half a chicken and some rice for the road, my grandma thought that we could stay and have some lunch with the family that we were serving that day. By the time we finished lunch, it was already late into the afternoon. My grandma and I packed our stuff into her bamboo woven basket or luka as we would call it in home, and headed home. On our way home, the sun was already setting My grandma's pace was steady. She wanted to get home before it became too late. We walked for a few hours. I can't remember exactly how many because when you're young, you don't really have a sense of time, but we weren't too far away from home, probably just a mile or two left. I remember we were still on a mountain path and were nearing our village. I was holding my grandma's hand when I saw two little girls walking together toward us in the opposite direction. They weren't walking directly on the path, but more toward the side, near the woods, which I thought was really strange. The sun was setting behind them, so I couldn't really see their faces, but I saw that they had long black hair that dragged on the ground behind them. They had bare feet, I couldn't make out their clothing so I couldn't tell if they were Hmong or not. Anyways, I remember thinking, where are their parents? Are they alone? What would they eat for dinner tonight? So I tugged on my grandma's sleeve and asked, Grandma, why are those two girls walking alone? Do they not have a home? My grandma looked a little confused, but didn't say anything. She just kept on walking at her steady pace. I took that as Grandma not wasting her energy so that we could get home faster. With my mind occupied, it seemed to have made time go by faster because, all of a sudden, we were already at our house. My Grandma stopped about three feet before getting to our door. She took out her iron sword from her bamboo basket and started to wave it in the air behind us as she murmured something. The younger me had no idea what she was doing. All I knew was that we were home and my grandma was acting strange. That day was so strange to me that it stuck with me for the next few years. One day, I finally had the courage to ask my grandma about that day. She told me that it was no big deal, but the two girls that I saw were probably what we would call bonzong or lady demon. Many have said that a usually appears in the form of a little girl or older lady. Those who have seen this, the real form, mentions that it usually has long, tangled black hair, bented hands and fingers, feet turned backward, vertical eyes, and a deformed face. It is usually associated with another demon that the Moon calls juh-hia, Chihya is a powerful demon man who can transform himself into a tiger. It is said that his powers are so strong that he can wake up the dead or take the living to make them his follower. Grandma also mentioned that I was probably still young, therefore still had the ability to see them when she couldn't. There's a term that we use for this, and when we call this chitoplinia, It is a Hmong term that is usually used for a child. It simply means that your baby teeth have not fallen out yet. It is a belief in the Hmong culture that babies or toddlers who have not had their baby teeth fall out, have the ability to see ghosts and spirits. Grandma also explained that she used some of her magic to cover our tracks when we got home and block anything evil from coming into our home. That explains her waving her iron sword around that day. I don't know what would have happened if I stopped to follow those girls out of curiosity, but it probably would not have been good. Story 4 My dad was a pimp during his prime years back in Thailand. He was still married to my mom, but he still went out to mess with girls. Remember back then, cars were rare to own. My dad did not have a car, so he walked. One night, he was coming home from this one girl's house. She happened to live in the Vinai camp close to the soccer field. He noticed two little girls still outside playing and laughing. It was late and dark out, so he was confused as to why these little girls were still out in the middle of the dark. He approached the two little girls and said, Where are your parents? Why are you still out playing in the middle of the night? Aren't you afraid you might see ghosts? Where do you live? Let me take you home. The little girls stopped what they were doing and stood up just staring at him. Then they ran off. He didn't think too much of it until he was almost home that the girls ran off in the direction where the graves would be that freaked him out a little so he picked up his pace and before he knew it he was sprinting home. We always thought it was karma for him cheating on my mom. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough to stop him from going out to see girls. Another time, he went to a different girl's house. The house wasn't too far away so he wasn't too afraid to come home a little late. He got to an intersection and saw someone sitting there with their head buried inside their arms. The arms were crossed over their knees. He could make out that it was a girl because he noticed her long black hair fell down to her sides. She was dressed in home clothes. He flashed his flashlight toward her and asked why she was still sitting there in the middle of the night. She didn't move at all or didn't even bother to look up at him. He was suspicious and looked around to see if there were people. Wondering if maybe she could just be waiting for her boyfriend while he was peeing or something. He suddenly felt a cold chill come through, and when he looked back to where the lady was sitting, she was gone. He could still see the dent in the grass as if someone was really sitting there. By now, all the hair on his neck rose up, and he took off running home. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I'm your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark podcast is available on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube, and Facebook. If you have any stories that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com.